And uh, we once again continue our series of Journey to Hajj, and that's with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. We will explore the journey one will take, not physically, but also spiritually as well. And Hajj, as we know, best being described as the fifth pillar of Islam. And we wish all uh, that we can embark on the journey at least once in our lifetime, inshallah. So we will once again continue, and that's with our beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, inshallah. Firstly, Sheikh, assalamu alaikum to you. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, I, I, I think I can say this to our listeners. Sheikh's looking well, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. So Good please do continue to us for our beloved Sheikh as he's been inspiring us Allah and also sharing with us invaluable information and knowledge pertaining to yeah. this very important Allah subject. Allah so he's asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward Sheikh tremendously Ameen for this great effort that he has been doing, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَى مَنْ لَا نَبِيَ بَعْدَ رَبِّ شَرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِئْتْ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُقْدَةً مِنْ لِسَانِ يَفْقَهُ كَوْلِي اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا ونفعنا بما علمتنا ورزقنا علما يا ذا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أولى لسنس أوته الحمد لله الحمد لله وثنك الله تلفز نفوموس Mawlana, allow me to be able to give just a brief outlook to where we ended off last week We are on the physical processes of the ibadah of hajj what is the type of things that needs to be did we did in the last two uh, sessions we did what we call the umrah and the the the, the, the ihram of the umrah and the ihram of the hajj mm. um, in actual fact the ihram is exactly the same but what what we did is we wanted to show what is needed in the in the ihram um, that needs to be done There is additional things that needs to be done in the, the, the haram for the umrah, but the essence of a haram is such, right? Mm. So we, we went at the, those various things that needs to be done from that side. And then we, we said those very things that we have mentioned in the, the two weeks ago is the very same things that we have to do when it comes to the hajj. But this time in last week's lesson, we looked at the miqat especially. Mm. We placed out the importance of the time in the place where miqat is concerned. We then into, went into the types of a haram entering And that when you enter in for Hajj, there's, uh, like the, the, there's only the entrance for, uh, for, uh, in the Haram for Umrah or for Hajj. Mm-hmm. But the intention for Umrah is but Umrah. The intention for Hajj is three different types. And here we cleared that. Um, uh, we, we, we showed what happened prior to, is, to the coming of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What has happened to all the other people? What was the type of, which was known to the, 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 call, the one called Ifrad, the other one called Kiran. And those were the only two types known to the people up t- until the time of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nay, up till the, na- the 10th year of the Hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because prior to that, there was no difference to only in the year when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went on Hajj, Allah cleared the process, not even the Nabi was aware prior to then of tamattu'ah. Tamattu became a rule that Allah allowed to be applied only in the Hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa This the Nabi clearly indicated in the hadith where he said, if I knew then when I left Medina what I know now that I've been in Makkah at the end, when I, I would not have brought sheep along for had I, because I brought sheep along, I had to stay in Ihram, but otherwise I would have gone out of Ihram whilst being in the, the season of, of, of Hajj, which means it was not known. Now, I then have mentioned to them, to the people, the beginning of the hadith of what happened with Sayyidina Ali and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but I didn't manage to cu- finish that. And the reason why I stopped, because our time didn't allow us, and I thought, let's do it rather so it can be, we can get clarity with our people. 
But we've also taken the issue last week to understanding this thing called tamattu' is a gift given to this ummah that was never ever given to anybody else. So it needs for us to then understand this gift. You need to have the big picture of what hajj is all about. You have to have the understanding of what haram is all about and strive to understand that and thereby recognize the gift given to the ummah of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We've then explained that, that that is a sense of secrecy, a sense of freedom that Allah gives when you're in the sacred precincts, as if you're supposed to be in haram, but the gift given to us, Allah takes us out of haram, and we are considered by Allah as in haram. We don't need to do anything as if we are in haram in this, in, in this season of hajj. And then we showed them the seriousness of this ibadah, through the process of 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 of, of uh, um, the Hajj, and we mentioned to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, indicating to us in the ayat of Allah to the importance of when when you start with this ibadah, you need to complete it. How Allah Taala mentions this ibadah needs to be for the sake of Allah Taala, as if other ibadah needs not need needs not be for the sake of Allah. That's not what Allah refers to. But wanting us to realize that people can probably go to Makkah for many reasons. But Allah wants them to understand when they go for Hajj that they need to be very clear of what is expected of them as having to do with Lillah as Allah wants him given to us and the guidance of the Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then we show them how Allah deals with the ayat of Hajj and how Allah ends of the ayat in the Holy Quran everything that indicates that Allah is Allah wants severity. Allah, wants, Allah is absolutely serious about the process. Allah is the one who's going to grant us the gift called Hajj Magbul and Mabrur. And only Allah gives the rules and regulations to let us understand to what extent you and I need to go. That is what we ended mm. of last week. So, Mullah, if I probably can just carry on from there to yes. this process of what happened with Sayyidina Ali. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, people, this is part of the understanding of what is Tamattu'. So, because as I say, it is not possible ever to understand tamattu just like that. Or nobody can explain to you just tamattu without having to give you the understanding of what is ifrad and what is kran. Again, just to give us an understanding of what is ifrad, we said ifrad is the process of having to go in with the intention at the miqat to enter the state of ihram from there onwards, having to be able to perform the hajj only from the moment you get through the miqat in the ihram state and remain in ihram until the hajj is completed. Mm-hmm. Whether you come on the day of Eid, which is Labarang Ramadan, which you come the, from that day onwards, you need to stay in Haram from that moment onwards, right through until the Hajj is completed. Ya Rab. Yeah. That is Ifrad. Now, if a meaning, or you could come in during that period, known as the Hajj period, from the first of Ramadan to the first of Shawwal, during that period, anything, but the moment you enter in, you come with the intention to remain in Haram. Right? And Ifrat means, we said you, the word Ifrat means comes with Afrada, where the thing is unique or by itself or nothing attached to it, alone. And that means you're doing the intention of Hajj only. Mm. Quran is when you attach something to the intention for Hajj. The attach, attachment is you attach to the Hajj the intention to perform an, an Umrah. But because that rule of performing an Umrah during the Hajj season was never permissible before us, except with the Hajj, the penalty needs to be paid for that. 
But a person cannot come into the Hajj season to perform an Umrah in from anywhere else in the world. Subhanallah. Because if you had to come in with the intention for an Umrah, then you must, the moment you are in that season and you've gone over the Miqat, entering in that season, you must come in with the intention to perform Hajj and you must stay in Ihram right through, whether you do it Ifrad or Kiran. In our time today, which Allah has granted us the, part of the gift of is you and I can in the Hajj season come in for an Umrah and go out of that to, 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 to return back mm. during the Hajj season. Mm. So the, the, we don't have the limitations that was given to the others. Mm. But Allah wants to make it clear that the season for Hajj, the Hajj season starts from Shawwal up till the, 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 the 13th or of, 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 of the Hajjah. Mm. In that whole period, that when you and I today come in, we can come in with the intention for Hajj and for Umrah together, we can do the Umrah and we can relieve ourselves from the Umrah and then, then stay and go out of the, the, the clothing of, of Hajj, of, of the clothing of Ihram. But Allah will consider us as if we are in Ihram because we stay in the precincts of, of Makkah. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. So we need to understand this because what happened with Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, before he left from Medina on this hajj, he sent Sayyidina Ali off to Yemen. And when he sent Sayyidina Ali off to Yemen, he said to Sayyidina Ali, please Ali, go down to Yemen and get some sheep from as much as you can and bring it up to us in Makkah. So Sayyidina Ali left with his horse, went down to Makkah, drove off very, very fast down to, 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 to Yemen. And when he got to Yemen, gathered some sheep there and brought the sheep up. So when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa came into Makkah, the day the Nabi came into Makkah, that very day after the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa has completed the Umrah, has, has gone to relax, that day Sayyidina Ali also arrived there. But when he arrived there, Sayyidina Ali, he arrived there when the, the Umrah has now been completed. It was thought that Sayyidina Ali would be in time. Qadr Allah, as Allah decreed, he, it, was not, it didn't work as such. But when Sayyidina Ali came there, he, 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 he tried to find out where is his, his family. Obviously his mm. wife and, 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 and the people that's with him, uh, his, his family, where, where they are. And he, then he got to his place of his wife where his wife was. When he saw his wife in clothing that's normal, he said to her, what's happening? What's, what, what, are, what are you doing? Why are you mm. dressed like that? She said to him, but this is what my father has given us permission to. She said, but this is not possible. It is not possible because the understanding is man can never, ever, ever go out of Ihram. Mm. You must stay in Ihram forever until the Hajj moment. Mm. And there's only a few days left. How can you say this? Sayyidina Ali could not perceive this understanding. How just how is this? And it, it almost created a clash between Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu anha and Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu. A, 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 a difference of opinion, yeah, and and he couldn't accept this. And she said to him, "Please go to my father and find out from him. Go to my dad. Go to the Rabbi sallallahu alaihi wasallam and hear from him because he's our leader. He's the one that guides us." So this Ali radiallahu anhu went to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But obviously, we can understand with a mindset of. No man, there's something major wrong. I can't understand. Because it's the normal common law that nobody ever goes out of Ihram. Mm. The moment you come into this, 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 the moments of this, the uh, period of Hajj, then, and you entered into Makkah, and you come through the Miqat, you remain in that state until... Now this was known. Remember, even on the ninth year of the Hijrah, the ninth year of the Hijrah, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent off Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu to perform the Hajj 
the, 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 the Hajj of the, of the olden days, known to be the rules and regulations of yesteryear, and the application was the people entered into Ihram and remained until they performed the Hajj. In that year, everything was done as norm. In the tenth year, the very year after that, the Hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ya Allah teaches us, exposes us, and wants us to understand what great gift Allah wants to give to this ummah, to the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the ummah of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ya Rabb, how fortunate we are. Ya Allah, make us people worthy of that fortuneness and make us people that appreciate that great favors of Allah. Ya Rabb. And, and so the understanding of this, um, what we call tamattu'ah, mm. we must recognize it is the state of ihram that it deals with. It deals with the state of ihram. And the essence of is ihram. Because ihram is a norm for anybody who wants to go for hajj. Wherever he finds himself in the world, he needs to get through the miqat. And there he enters ihram and goes and remains in the state of ihram. But for the people that is in me, that is coming in, in today's life, as from the time of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Allah granted us a gift. We will still remain in the state of ihram by Allah, but Allah grants us the freedom because we are in the precincts of Makkah. Allah grants us the freedom because Allah knows how uncomfortable, unbearable it is to remain in that state, hmm. and Allah knows. It would have been very, very uncomfortable. Now, later on, we'll be able to listen to the rules and regulations that Allah puts down in the Quran, not by the Anbiya, not by the great scholars, nobody, but Allah Himself tells us what must be in place where the state of Ihram is. Allahu Akbar. And people, this is serious for our understanding to be able to recognize what is expected by Allah that must be done, which was the common law. Everybody before us had to apply that, ya Rabb. Mm. Except for the fact that Allah grants us scope here in the state of Ihram to be able to enjoy life as if we the people of Makkah, as if we enjoy it like norm, as if we can do and live like everybody else. But that is not permissible for you and me to be able to accept the fact that we are like the people of Makkah. The only thing is we can eat and drink like normal. We can live as normal, we we do, do wear normal clothing. We could interact with our partners as normal, which is halal to us, mm. as as normal human beings. We in the normal state of ihram, it is not possible. Ya Rabb la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. But Allah has given us this gift because Allah knows what the weaknesses is of human beings, and especially this ummah, our weaknesses is much more as a human being. We have so many more weaknesses, and due to our weaknesses, Allah has given us scope and, and mercy of Allah that allows us to enjoy the processes. For if these things were put on us and we had to remain in the haram, it would have been unbearable. Yes. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Of those things is which Allah tell mentions when Allah says, Al-Hajju ashhurun ma'lumat. فَمَنْ فَرَضَ فِيهِنَّ الْحَجَّ فَلَا رَفَثْ وَلَا فُسُوقْ وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجِّ سبحانك لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله Allah says الْحَجُّ حج is أشهر معلومات is known month says Allah Ta'ala فَمَنْ فَرَضَ فِيهِنَّ الْحَجِّ whosoever makes it fart upon him the hajj the word farada there refers to whosoever enters into the state of ihram he makes it fart upon him فَمَنْ فَرَضَ فِيهِنَّ الْحَجِّ he states he enters into the state of ihram فَلَا رَفَثْ then under no circumstances can they ever be رَفَثْ وَلَا فُسُوقْ they cannot be فُسُوقْ وَلَا جِدَالْ and they cannot be جِدَالْ 
Allah makes it emphatic. Now, people, you and I, when we go to the shop and we buy any commodity at the shop nowadays, uh, equipment from home, and then the, they will tell you there is on this there is a booklet to tell you how to use this equipment. But in some way, one of the pages of this equipment, of the, the the booklet, will tell you. It says to you guarantee or warranty, and it says to you this. It's a complete white page, white, completely white page. But there's only three statements or three, three to four to five for the maximum amount of statements on that page, and it says. These are the tax facts that you need to execute. If you, any of these things is not executed, your var- warranty falls away. Mm. Which means there is no guarantee to the fact that you can obtain that. Exactly this is what Allah says here. فَلَا رَفَثَ وَلَا فُسُوقَ وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجِ Which means never, ever, ever is it possible that a person can be in the state of Ihram for Hajj or for Umrah. When, to enter into this world, you can never be, and these three things is to be found. Which means, if you find any of these three things while you are in the state of ihram, automatically the value, the, the, the validity of your ihram comes to zero immediately. You're worthy of nothing, but you must fulfill your ibadah until the very end. Mm. And what we say to you is that your value has been taken away from you. You did. You will not get the value of what is known to be an Umrah completed or a Hajj. Na'udhu Billah. May Allah protect. Sheikh, we're just going to go for a very quick ad. Um, I'd like to interrupt Sheikh Walzi explaining to us such important points here. But we need to go for that ad break. When we come back, uh, do stay tuned. We will be back very shortly. of the Cape, 91.3 FM Serial. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. We're continuing our series of Journey to Hajj with our beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, where we will explore once again the journey one will take, and uh, that's that spiritual journey. And just before the break, Sheikh was uh, explaining to us a very important point, and we will not uh, go too much. Let us us allow our Sheikh to continue with that talk, inshallah. Sheikh, Afwan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. People, we were busy on the hadith of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, and then I divulged off to an ayah but the, the, this ayah is within the understanding of what that tamattu' is where Allah tells this to us al-hajju ashurun ma'lumat faman farada fihinna al-hajja fala rafatha wala fusuqa wala jidala fil hajj now this is a law that's understood that should be there from the time of before the hajj before the hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that was the reason but what you and I need to understand these things cannot be there what is it, those things that Allah says? They shouldn't be rafath. Now, rafath is the freedom of having to be able to be a normal man and interact with your partner freely. Now, I'm speaking about the halal partner. You're married to the, your partner. And a husband and wife that's married to one another, halal, during the hajj, you entered ihram, may not have that freedom of interaction with one another. But then Allah goes further and Allah says, there shouldn't be rafah at all, which means the moment you go into the state of ihram, you should be absolutely sure that you've taken consideration of the fact that your humanity of having to recognize there's no other ibadah prior to this, 
in the whole, your whole life, not, not in salah, not in zakah, not on fasting, but on hajj it's permissible to be able to have an intermingling of the sexes. The free mixing of sexes amongst one another is going to be a norm. Your tawaf around the Kaaba is this males and females before and behind you. Standing in the haram of Makkah in salah, sometimes it's woman in front of you, sometimes it's woman at the back of you. Which means in this haibadah, there's going to be the free mixing of the sexes around you. So you're going to be exposed to the fact that there is the opposite sex. That's not your own partner. Allahu Akbar. So the reference that Allah here refers to when Allah says, Fala rafata, which means you should not have an intimacy with your own partner. Now the fact that you don't have the intimacy to your, with your own partner, you are more vulnerable to the exposure of the other sexes around you, the opposite sex especially, and you could probably am- amaze yourself at what you're going to see. So you're going to have such a level of control of your eyesight and the control of your, your emotions to that extent, if you want to perform the hajj to be able to see that it's been done, a hajj makbul mabrur, that you take total control of your emotions and know that you should have a full control of your eyesight and look where and have a sense of recognizing there's going to be the freedom that everybody has as the opposite sex in front of you. Subhanak. For a woman, it's not easy to be able to look at men who has the, the, the chest is open and you see the six pack and the haram is from the others and you see the body build. Sometimes for men to look at men, you admire them. Subhanak. What can a woman do when she admires this? Mm-hmm. But she cannot be with her, uh, her halal husband. It's not permissible. But this is happening in front of her. Subhanak la hawla wa la And Allah knows this. That's Allah says, Fala rafata. There should be nothing, not in your thought, not in your action, neither in your speech, neither in any way you dream or whatever you want to do. Nothing that allows rafat. And rafat is the freedom of sexuality between a husband of ha- and a wife that's halal to one another. But nothing of it is permissible, not between the husband and wife, neither between a, any woman to any man or any man to any woman hmm. like I said for the woman it's not an easy thing for the men it's even worse for the men I've waited for last because I want to say to the men it's even worse on the men to recognize you see woman yeah Allahu Akbar if you think of Mrs. World wow <laughs> Mrs. World is one of the worst women Mrs. Universe Allah he's in the world's best the world's hmm. best woman <laughs> From everywhere in the world, admiration and in the state of ihram, Allahu Akbar, you could be blown away. <laughs> if you don't have a control of your nafs, a control of yourself, thus Allah says, Fala rafatha. <laughs> now people, this is imperative. Now Sayyidina Ali identified this as a reality. How can my wife go into all the, the, the clothing in this state? Uh, 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 and there's going to be a lot of pe- people moving around and all that. He went to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When he got to the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said to the Nabi, O oh, Messenger of Allah, I got to Fatim and I found him and said, what, what, What's happening? The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, Ali, tell me, how did you make your intention when you entered in your state of haram? Now, Sina Ali radiallahu anhu, when he left Medina, went off to Yemen and knew that coming from Yemen up, at Yalamnam would be his, 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 his miqat and he had to be in ihram in that state so he went into ihram so Nabi asked him Ali how, what was your intention that you had the Nabi Ali said oh messenger of Allah I said I intend to 
enter the state of ihram with that intention of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. For he did not know he wasn't there. He, he just made that intention. Subhanallah. Let me repeat. He said to the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "O Messenger of Allah, I intended to enter the state of ihram when I spoke to Allah as to that is what is the intention of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam." So Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam smiled with him and said to him, "O Ali, if that's the case." You've got sheep with you. You were the one that meant to fetch the sheep from Yemen. And you've made the intention as, as for me. I am in a state of ihram. Reason being why I'm in a state of ihram is because the, the issue of tamattu' was given to those people who did not bring along an animal to slaughter. Yeah. It's only given to them. And it happened to be that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the only person and another elderly person. And then Sayyidina Ali, so Nabi said to me, then you stayed in ihram as well as Sayyidina Ali. But your, as for your wife, it is the law of Allah, permissibility that Allah has granted. It hasn't been there before. It's now a permissibility for everybody. Which means you and I, when we come from our countries, we come there. The tamattu issue is, is we're coming in the season of Hajj. And during the season of Hajj, we're supposed to have stayed in the Haram. Allah grants us when we come in. Allah says, فَمَن تَمَتَّعَ بِالْأُمْرَةِ إِلَى الْحَجِّ Your tamattu which you do, is the intention for Hajj, not an intention for Umrah. Don't let me mis- people misunderstand me. It's your intention for Hajj. You come in with intention for Hajj, you do an Umrah at the beginning, but you already have made the intention for Hajj. You go out of, you leave yourself at, 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 at uh, uh, Marwa. When you come, you cut your hair, your hair there, so you come out of the state, but Allah considers you still in the state of Ihram. You have the freedom to live with your partner, which is halal. Mm-hmm. Allahu Akbar. You eat and drink and do everything as is norm because you and I would not have been able to withstand the circumstances. May Allah protect. Mm-hmm. And the, I want to go back to the ayah because I want to carry when Allah says, Wala rafatha, fala rafatha, wala fusuqa. Like there shouldn't be any process in the state of ihram as the freedom, Allah says it shouldn't be fusuq. Mm-hmm. Now the word fusuq comes from the word fisq, and fisq means any sin. Any error, any fault that you and I do, do, knowing of what we are doing. You recognize that things are wrong. It says to us, Allah says to us, that you as a person who wants to go for hajj, by necessity, you should get yourself to come to know what is healthy in Islam and what is unhealthy. What is permissible and what is not permissible. You cannot go for hajj and only there decide, then you shouldn't have been there. Then you were not right to be able to go for Hajj. You only have, because remember Allah tells us, what does a wadu see that you prepare yourself well be- ahead of time? Preparation in this ibadah is mult- its multitude starts from the day you become mukallaf. From the day you become mukallaf, preparation is a necessity on the heart of everybody. In the hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says to us, if a person has come to Death reaches him, he's been the age of Mukallaf and death comes upon him at any stage from Mukallaf onwards and he did not make the intention for Hajj. Where does the intention for Hajj start, brothers? That moment that you start to be, to prepare, psychologically you prepare yourselves, you come to recognize. So if you didn't realize and you were Mukallaf and death comes upon you, what is for us a young kid with money, the accidents? What is it for the but it's for the preparation, see? Because also Khurut means it not for us to prepare. So us with people, why? What did we say at the beginning? What is the concept of Hajj? The concept of Hajj is meeting with Allah in this dunya, like we're gonna meet him in the Yawmal Qiyamah. Mm. Is 
preparing us to meet Allah. We're going to meet Allah. We're going to His parlor, which is Makkah and the Haram of Makkah. And then He grants us a day to meet with Him personally. And that day is like the day of Araf. The day of Arafah is like the day of Yawm Al-Qiyamah, where we will stand in front of Allah Ta'ala. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. If a person has prepared himself and he dies and did not reach the process, then Allah has been ready to meet up with Allah. Allahu Akbar. He's prepared himself for meeting. But if a person did not prepare himself, Ya Rabb, thus the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, if such a person dies and he did not prepare, made the intention for hajj, Allahu Akbar, and he's been mukallaf, Allahu Akbar, then that person cannot die as a Muslim. Allahu Akbar. Aina. Sorry. I'm saying sorry uh, because I'm the one saying this to you. But our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said that to me, said that to all of us. It is our Nabi's words. He says, you and I and our children and our family I did not make the intention for Hajj and death came upon them. That intention is the moment of preparation. If you did financial preparation, if you did psychological preparation, if you did spiritual preparation, if you did educational preparation, if you did uh, whatever the needs for preparation is, or financial preparation, whatever the preparations are needed, and all these are necessity, it's a fart. It's not a baby, maybe. Because Allah wants the Ummah of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa to be a holistically developed human being before he goes for Hajj, so that he can develop through this dunya, grow with whatever there is, so that one day he comes back, he recognizes, my whole life is for the sake of Allah, and my life only takes me to be able to return to my Lord. May Allah grant khair and barakat to all of us. So, so Allah says, "Fala rafatha wala fusuk." So we said that word "fusuk" comes from the word "fisk," which means sin. Allah says there must be no sin upon man, meaning not on me. Whilst being in that state of ihram, you must know, you must be aware, psychologically aware of yourself, psychologically aware of your state, that you should not participate in this any form of of of, of, of disobedience. And then, must probably just the point here in fusuk, Mawlana, anything that is minor is fisk. Fusuk is a plural of fisk. And which means if Allah has made in the law of Allah a woman's body is haram in totality, it's haram. Mm. Then she must understand this is Allah's. And her body is not haram when she stands in salah. If Allah has made her body haram because a woman can stand, her body can be open and she keeps her hand on the breast and the other hand on the private parts and she doesn't have clothing and she can stand in front of Allah if the walk is in. If, 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 if she fears of uh, the fact that she will not get the opportunity to make salah if she doesn't have clothing. Mm. She can stand absolutely naked. A man can stand, even for that matter, absolutely we stand with, with uh, modesty, he puts his hand over his private parts, because he stands in front of his Lord, if he's naked. This is the law of Islam, this is the law of Allah does is. Allah is, Allah is not going to punish you when you don't have clothing on, because you don't have the clothing. But Allah is going to punish you when you know you are a human being, whom Allah has given Allah's orders by saying, the woman must cover her body from head till toe. And everything must be covered except for her hands and her face. Everything must be covered when she's, when, when she's in public. So she cannot walk in public in Makkah intentionally with no socks on and walk up the staircases the other women's, the other men sees her, her legs mm. or sees her body or her clothing is uh, 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 you see the cleavages or you see the movement of the body you can see every side all the, the marks of the body. The woman should know that my dress must be decent. That's part of fisk. 
Thus Allah says, Fala like they shouldn't be rafath, wala No form of fisk should be permissible. No form of permissibility where you do a wrong. No must probably be also in the Haram of Makkah. Now this is Mawlana, we need to understand that the fisk with ihram is a fisk that you know that you are doing something wrong. Right? If it is that you are unaware of the fact that you're doing a wrong, which you have never been exposed to, and you've been a person seeking to understand what Allah wants from us, and you do, then Allah's not going to keep that against you. But it's knowing what you're doing here. And thus, if you, if you go to the fridge in Mecca, and you did not put water in the fridge, and you open up the fridge and you see this lovely cold water there, and Mecca is extremely hot, and you just take that water out of it and you drink it out, and you put the empty bottle there, or you take it for you and put it into your room or into your side, and that fridge is a public fridge in a public, uh, a public uh, kitchen, so more than one people are using, then you are doing fisk. But that, that water that you're drinking, even if it's zamzam, is haram for you. It is haram, like wine is haram, like khinzir is haram. So the Afrikaans say, fark haram as, nesu haram is hazamzam, but nifrish is what you want to say. That is fisk, you are knowing that this thing is haram, it is absolutely haram, you may not touch it because you take, you're taking somebody else's things. Mm. If you can take the water, so if the people's meat got lost in the haram of Makkah, in the, in the, in the, in, in the, in the fridge, Ik het gesê vir die mense, die stranger kree in Makkah, jammer vir die, dit is een soft note nou. Hy kree in Makkah, die hajjikatte. Die hajjikatte, Maulene, is groter as ose katte in die kap. Baie groter as ose katte. Die verskil van die katte en ose katte, die katte, die hajjikatte, loop op twee biene, het twee arme in die kop. En hulle maak die fridge oop, die hajjikatte. Yeah. And Italy flies, and then the Zamzam, and the other means is the drinks eat, and what good is it? Allah, what a parallel, Alhamd. Dad, the Kaji Katal, like Nisus, you can join. Sheikh, we're going to go for a quick break, inshallah. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue on this note. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Serial. Radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. We're continuing our journey with uh, our journey to Hajj with our beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, and uh, inshallah, ons was net so met die katte wat uh, op twee biene loop, uh, wat in wat ook so met in die makkas, but inshallah we allow Sheikh to, to continue. Mulna, we were busy explaining the hadith, the, the, the words of Allah in the Holy Quran, where Allah says, wala rafatha, wala fusuqa. The word fusuq there refers to fisk, any form of sin, any form of weakness. Any, it's what you do. Now, one of the common things that we find in Makkah, Mulna, the heat in Makkah is excessive for our people of Cape Town. With this summer, they all winter there, right? We, our bodies cannot take that heat. So what happens is we dress very light, to such an extent in the male rooms where the males are not I'm not speaking the rooms where the husbands and wives are with one another in the male rooms because in the husband the husband and wife rooms where they are it's totally permissible but in the, the male rooms you cannot be in a court uh, let's say the 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 the
Because this is your navel, navel and your, 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 your knee, that is haram. So nobody's supposed to see what's happening, that if the person is not for your family, and I see direct your seeing of your, 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 your daughter, and you cannot leave your room in that state. That is all part of fisk. Subhanak la hawla wa la illa billah. I'm not here to be able to, to, I'm saying this because Allah says, Wala rafatha wala fusuka and fusuk means major sins and every detail minor sin. As you dunk slech from your Muslim bro or uncomfortable or you think yourself you better than any of the people in on Hajj or you think yourself ekas vat or sis vat mensa or sis swati, then you are sinning in Allah's hands, then the possibility for Hajj, you've just tarnished your ibadah. That is how how conscious we need to become of ourselves. And this is what Allah is referring to. وَلَا رَفَثَ وَلَا فُسُوقَ وَلَا جِدَالَ The third thing Allah says, there must be no disputes, no arguments, not even debates, of even saying, ya, ma may sheikh it so say, and ikka say so, and ikka fool so, and ikka fool. All those things, because this is common, Allah knows the common weaknesses of us, Allah says, that's not permissible. You need to come to realize, you need to accept people for who they are, and you are who you are, and carry out the responsibility, what you need to do, and doesn't make arguments and debates, now, why would Allah say this? I repeat again, remember when you and I go to the shop and we buy this uh, equipment that we have for home and the, the little uh, uh, the booklet says to us on one single page, three to five statements there, you cannot do this, you may not do this, this is not permissible, and if you do any of the three above, then your, 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 the, 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 your guarantee falls away or your warranty falls away. Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. This is exactly what Allah says in this ayah. فَمَنْ فَرَضَ فِيهِنَّ الْحَجُّ أَشْهُرٌ مَعْلُوبَاتٌ فَمَنْ فَرَضَ فِيهِنَّ الْحَجَّ فَلَا رَفَثَةٌ وَلَا فُسُوقَ وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجِّ You can never ever obtain hajj with the understanding that says رَفَثْ or Fusuk, or Jidal, during that period of Hajj, may Allah protect us. Mm-hmm. May Allah grant us to be of those people who come to understand that we want to do this. Getting to the hadith of Sayyidina Ali, when did you say to us that Sayyidina Ali then went on after the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa had spoken to him and he went to his family to be able to realize that he is one of the three people Allah has granted this great gift who would be with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the format, in the dress of the Hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa with that, but everybody else. Now we must understand, on the Hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there was a total of 124,000 people that went to Hajj. According to the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa the amount of people that is around here on Hajj with the Nabi, that is the amount of Anbiya Allah has sent to the earth. This is a hadith of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa So anybody wants to know how many, had, how many of the Anbiya have Allah sent, you and I are only exposed to 25 which Allah gives us about. Tells us about the rest is Allah has sent them to every poor corner part of this world as to Allah's command when Allah felt at the moment what committee or group of people or, 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 or tribe needed a, a, a Nabi for them to come from Allah and the various Anbiya was on various levels. Allah exposed us to a few of them only to show to us who these Anbiya is and so that we can learn. But our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was the one who said to us that that was the amount of people that there is with him on Hajj. So many people as, as Allah sent his Anbiya. To such as, uh, words, the, the scholar says that most probably the Sahaba radiallahu anhum was all representative of a Nabi in their capacity 
with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahu Akbar, Ya Rabb. May Allah grant khayr barakah to all of us and grant us to be of those people who come to understand when it comes from Allah and His Rasul and that this is the best for us. And so we see that the process as we see, we see this, the way Allah deals with this ibadah, wants us to understand we need to be, we need to have prepared ourselves in true sense, recognizing that this ibadah is not an easy ibadah. And I think last week we've mentioned also the seriousness of understanding how the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, the woman and the elderly people, their jihad is to be able to perform a hajj makbul and mabrur. Now, if that is the woman and the, or the elderly people or the sickly, what about you and me who's not sick? What about you who are that strong? How should we be doing this ibadah if it is equal to a jihad for the people that is like women and those people? Ya Rabb, may Allah grant us to be able to recognize what expectation Allah wants to give us and to what extent Allah puts this ibadah on the level that you and I need to go there psychologically, mentally, educationally, and have to apply that in ibadah to the best of our abilities. May Allah make us of those people that's worthy of having to perform the hajj when we go there the day that Allah grants us to be able to obtain hajj makbul and hajj makbul. Ameen. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Mawlana, so, so there's a few things that, 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 that must probably, I, I feel I need to be able to just mention here. Um, I, I, I hope I, we can cover the processes here tonight. It is one of the things that happens in this state of ihram. Allah Ta'ala puts on us a responsibility. Now Allah Ta'ala says, فَمَنْ فَرَضَ فِيهِنْ uh, no, I'm sorry. فَإِذَا, فَإِذَا أَمِنْتُمْ فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعَ بِالْأُمْرَةِ إِذَا الْحَجِّ فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي This is Allah's command. It is not from the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It is not any of the scholars that says this. It is not something, by the way, Allah says, if you want to perform the hajj and you want to tell hajj with makbul and mabrur, then one of the necessities, if you entered in the state of ihram and you've gone, you've performed tamattu', then the very fact of tamattu', which all of our Kipton people do nowadays, then tamattu', you must, as a necessity, as a fart, you must be able to slaughter a sheep. Part of the Hajj. But that sheep is only to be slaughtered on Mina at the time when it's to be slaughtered. You could also bring it forward if you want to, but if you do so for, before that, then you, if for some other reason, if there is a need for you to pay another Hadith, then you need to pay another one. Hmm. But Allah gives us the permissibility to have it slaughtered there on Mina and on the, on the, uh, after having come from Arafah and to Muzdalifah, and then you come to Mina where you pelt the Jamarat. And then you go, you go uh, after being pelt the jamalat, you can come slaughter a sheep. That time for slaughtering a sheep, as Allah has put the condition down. But Allah says, فَمَنْ تَمَتَّعَ بِالْعُمْرَةِ إِلَى الْحَجِّ فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي We are now reminders again that they may remember you came in with the Umrah, but you remain in that Umrah, you come out of the state of the Umrah, but you have to go into Ihram again. You don't go with another niyyah, you just grace into the state of Ihram. With the niyyah is there already from the moment you entered into the Ihram with the Umrah. You've given, given the freedom, you now on the eighth day you enter into the Ihram and you just carry on with the ibadah. And just You just renew the niyyah. You don't have to go over your niyyah again or say the mm-hmm. niyyah from the beginning. Yes. You renew the same niyyah of that tamattu' you know, carry on into the, into the hajj, right? So the process of the person having to do Allah says, فَمَسْتَيْ سَرَمِنَ الْحَدِي Such a person must be able to pay the hadi. Now people, forgive me for this statement here. What we do find, that there was people who went to Makkah in the past, who for that matter came into Makkah, but did not pay the hadi. 
and said they could find other means to be able to go away from the hadith. If this rule is from Allah and Allah is the only one that can grant you hajj makbul and mabrur, I ask you if Allah makes the rule and the regulation in the Quran, it's not said by Imam Shafi, not Imam Abu Hanifa, not Imam Ahmad Hanbal, not Imam Malik, not any of the great scholars and the thinkers of this deen, not the Anbiya, not the Sahaba radiallah, not the Tabi'een, not even the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but the law of Allah. The one who has given the rule to, to the Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to be able to show to us, this Allah Ta'ala says to us, you must pay a hadith. So nobody can ever go for hajj by saying, I don't have money to pay for hadith. People, part of your hajj, Allah says, you must be able to pay a hadith. Yeah. So there's no way, not the Imam Shafi, not the Imam Malik, not the Imam Hanbal, if any of them come to that, say that they must take Allah Ta'ala's word and put it in where they want to and just do what they want to the words of Allah. This is not possible. Hajj comes from Allah. Only Allah is going to grant us Hajj Makbul Mabrur. It doesn't happen to anybody else. Our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was the guide to allow us to understand that. But we need to follow and see that we follow the instructions given to us by Allah Ta'ala and understand that instructions and live thereby to see that we obtain the Hajj to be the Hajj Makbul and Mabrur. May Allah forgive us for our shortcomings and our faults and our errors. And people, that hadith, Allah has shown us before that, that a hadith is a necessity if you, for that matter, had to leave your state of ihram when we started with the ayat at the beginning when we said to you, Allah Ta'ala says, وَأَتِمُوا الْحَجَّ وَالْعُمْرَةَ لِلَّهِ فَإِنْ أُحْسِرْتُمْ If you are kept behind, فَمَسْتَيْسَرَ مِنَ الْهَدِي فَإِنْ أُحْسِرْتُمْ فَلَا تَحْلِكُوا رُؤُوسَكُمْ حَتَّى يَبْلُغَ الْهَدِيُ مَحِلَّ Do not cut your hair until your hadi has reached the mahil. Which means there was a hadi mentioned already. Which Allah tells words are saying to us, the issue of a hadi is the reality as a command from Allah for hajj. So nobody can go with hajj and say, Ekati khiyaltum te patal fara hadini. This is Allah's command, part of the hajj. Suji mut of a bay blay plek blay, as you should stay in a place, and then you have to pay for that. So the fart of the hajj is a hadi, a necessity. It's a fart. It's a necessity which you must because of the law of Allah. When I say fart, I mean you don't, can't get away from this because Allah wants this for you to do. It's Allah's command to be able to see that your hajj is fart, your, your hajj has been performed in accordance. And so Allah puts down the conditions for us as to what things must be looking like. Allah, as I said, Allah showed us that you need to be able to have a hajj. You had to, to be ready to be able to see a hadith to be paid. And if you come in with tamattu, then you also have to pay a hadith. Allahu Akbar. And we said to you, the normal law of the people who comes in with uh, not ifrad, kiran, the people of the people of the past, if they had to pay a hadith as well. So the issue of a hadi is a reality which everybody has to pay. The moment you do the hajj, may Allah grant us to be able to, when we perform the hajj, Allah grants us that hajj to be makbul and mabrur, and that, that processes of hadi being carried out. There is another form of a penalty that is called a, a fidya. And the fidya Allah describes that when you are in the state of ihram and you need to be able to do this and there is for some reasons or another that you violate the process of the ihram like for instance you are sick so you need to scratch your hair because you cannot scratch your hair and you scratch on your body or you need to be able to put something over your head or to cover your head with some 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 uh, uh, things because you are sick 
those things Allah tells us then you must be able to a fidya and the fidya which means the process of having to find yourself in a state for hajj these are the possibilities so the preparation for these things is a necessity is part of the hajj that must be to be able to give quality to this haram but the, the last point I think I want to mention here is the, end, the issue of when we get into the understanding of hajj then during the whole hajj period the haram is the most important factor and the ihram is a sense of entering. The ihram is the only one that you go out of with the state of tamattu', but you will be considered in the state of ihram by Allah Ta'ala, and your whole ibadah has been done where ihram is concerned, and the ihram is the consideration right through, and the violation of hajj is the violation of ihram. Yeah. Or if, the, if a person violates ihram, then he violates hajj. And all the rules and regulations that you should be doing this and you should be doing that, you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that, it's all to do with the issue and the, the state of ihram. And we need to then see the big picture of how important ihram is. It's not the clothing. It's not because it's white. It's not the white clothing on top of the bottom. But it's a psychological, spiritual state that I put myself in to be able to have a close connection and with the intention to recognize my meeting with my Lord so that I can benefit from my best for my dunya and the best for my akhirah. May Allah grant all our people to be able to understand that sense. And then when Allah puts these rules and regulations down, Allah wants for our people to be able to strive to obtain that hajj to be hajj makbul mabrur insha'Allah. Last, if I probably can mention the, the last point that I want to mention here of a hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, remember, we mentioned to you that Allah Ta'ala says that if you are being prevented, you should be able to, you should be able to send off your, your hadith to, to, to Makkah. Mm. Ya Rab, now that is how difficult the process is. But yes, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi taught us a hadith, knowing what will happen to this Ummah, what probably could happen. The Nabi said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, these words, فَإِنْ حَبَسَنِي حَابِسٌ Now the Nabi made the, the niyyah, in the niyyah for ihram. Our, our, our scholars will be telling you to be able to say, Allahumma inni ahramma laka sha'ri wa bashari wa jasadi wa jami'a jawarihi. Oh Allah, I've made haram for myself. It is haram for me to be able to use anything of my body or to abuse anything of my body or to go against your rule when it comes this, to this body of mine. I cannot say this is my body. I can treat it the way I want to. This is, I mean, the state of haram, it is your haq. And you decide and I do everything according to what you say. So I've made anything haram on me, meaning sacred. It's not my right. I must now follow the rights of what Allah wants, except for that the person says that, فَإِنْ حَبَسَنِي حَابِسٌ فَمَحِلِّي حَيْثُ حَبَسْتَنِي Oh Allah Ta'ala, if, if I am being kept behind and, and something prevents me to be able to fulfill my umrah and uh, to fulfill my hajj, and I'm in the state of ihram, فَمَحِلِّي Then the place where I find myself, there will be my mahil. Mahil means there is where I set myself free from the state of ihram, and there is where I slaughter my sheep. But the Nabi has given that permissibility because the law of Allah, you should only slaughter it in Makkah. Hmm. But that possibility is if you've made this condition in your niyyah, then yes, Allah will grant you that intention to be able to, if you've been prevented, may Allah protect and not grant us to be prevented, to be able to see that we fulfill our ibadah to the best of our ability in fulfillment. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa barik wa sallam. Shukran walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Jazakumullah khairan for our respected and honored and beloved guest. That's uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams for sharing with us this beautiful advice this evening. The time went so, so quick, Sheikh. Really, it's again 9 p.m. Uh, we have to make way now for Buta Yusuf Fisher as he's 
stand by for his case uh, and uh, his program coming up very shortly. So shukran very much and we ask Allah to protect and preserve and grant our guests all the best for the dunya mm-hmm. and the akhirah inshallah. From myself, Aslam Qasim, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.